I really do think that we've been called to mentor well. We've been called to lead the next generation, right? And I, I think it's one of the things that is literally crippling us in the body of Christ, to be honest with you. It's so caught in the programs and the things of doing that we can forget the next generation is right behind us. They need to be following Jesus as well. The greatest indicator of, of a child or a young adult following Jesus is having people in their lives who are mentoring them and who are discipling. Hey there, friend. Welcome to the podcast today, episode 284 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. You can see the show notes for links to take things further at jesusmart.com slash 284 on today's theme. My name is Brian Del Turco. I believe that Jesus Christ is our savior and he's a king who knows how life works best. The future belongs to him and he will make all things new. In the meantime, he's passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. And this is what the podcast is all about. Thank you for this uh, wonderful review on Apple Podcasts, five-star review, fantastic deep conversations on kingdom concepts. This podcast brings to light kingdom concepts that need to be discussed by the broader church. Fantastic. We appreciate that. And would you be willing to consider uh, subscribing and hitting notifications on your favorite podcast listening option, even leaving a review? That's appreciated and it helps others to uh, locate the podcast, to find it, and to uh, see if it's a good fit for them. Today, we have a special guest, Mina Mora. He's a freelance writer and journalist who has interviewed over 500 influential leaders, including two U.S. presidents, three vice presidents, and a variety of others. He has learned what it takes to not only lead well, but to mentor well. I really enjoyed this conversation. Mina brings a lot of energy. He and his family live in Georgia. Over the span of four years, he noticed an intriguing pattern while interviewing hundreds of prominent leaders. Many of them were shaped by longtime Dallas Theological Seminary professor Dr. Howard Hendricks. Some of you will have heard of him and recognize that name. The Influential Mentor is a book that he has now written, which tells the story of Hendrick's life while capturing his character and the legacy that he's left. He's with the Lord now. Before we get into the conversation, I want to remind you that we have an episode coming up with John Bloom from Desiring God. It's a clear-eyed look, a clear-minded look at the faithfulness of God via His Word in times of challenge and trial. That's coming up, and we also will be returning to our series on Nehemiah. It's time for you to accelerate, okay? We're teasing out of the account of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, the rapid rebuilding of Jerusalem principles, kingdom dynamics, which apply to us today in our walk with the Lord and as, as, as he is developing us as an agent in his kingdom. Part four is on the way. We haven't forgotten that series, okay? It's coming. Now, there were three things that Dr. Howard Hendricks was known for, generosity, humility, and curiosity. And all of it was fueled by his love for Jesus Christ and others. And I really enjoyed my time with Mina Mora. Here's our conversation. I believe you're going to enjoy it, and I'll be back at the end to put a wrap on it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have Mina Mora with us today. He's a freelance writer and journalist who has interviewed over 500 influential leaders, including two U.S. presidents, three vice presidents, and a variety of others. And he's learned what it takes to not only lead well, but to mentor well. He and his family live in Georgia. Uh, welcome, Mina, to the podcast today. Thank you for coming on. 
Hey, Brian, how are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm feeling pretty good today. Thank you for coming good. on. I know you've written a book recently about Dr. Howard Hendricks and his teaching and his mentoring influence across the body of Christ. We all provide a lead in our lives in some way. Maybe we're a coach or a teacher or parent or grandparent, uncle, aunt, mentor. Maybe we're in some nonprofit organization. Mina, would you say, uh, do you agree with Dr. John Maxwell that everything rises and falls on leadership? I bet you do. <laughs> it really does, Brian. You know, it's, it's one of those things where show me how somebody is doing leading, personally speaking. And not just that, Brian, it's going to sound interesting, but how someone has been mentored too. And man, I can pretty much show you where they're going to be, if that makes sense. Sure. It's interesting that Jesus said, you know, go into all the world. And he, he really emphasized teaching, didn't he? And you could maybe think of teaching and mentoring sort of in a, a very similar box. It's It's important in our world today, our country, our families, our businesses, everything is in need of probably an elevation in leadership. Hey, tell us briefly about your work and your family, uh, Mina, if you would. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm married to a great wife. Her name's Tiffany. And we have one daughter who's 10. And and most days, Brian, it starts off or it used to start off with writing about Howard Hendricks, um, the first part of my day. Okay. Now it starts off, you know, I, I would say with a lot, with a, with, a, with definitely, definitely a lot more boring um, stuff as in what, what's happening in the news today, basically. But man, for those, you know, that year and a half, almost two years, um, it was really interesting coming down to my little office and writing and researching about Dr. Howard Hendricks, man. Uh, I'm going to miss it. In fact, oh, to be yeah. honest. You're kind of in the afterglow of a major project that ended, right? And it's almost like Christmas ending or yeah, something in a, in a sense. It's going to be hard, Brian. <laughs> okay. Well, you have studied, um, well, actually, it, you have interviewed many people and you've noticed a trend that many of them, many leaders and influential people were led and influenced by Dr. Howard Hendricks, right? Is that sort of what led you to this project? It did. But the deeper thing, though, Brian, was I, I was, it was a July, you know, afternoon. I was on my way to the pool with my daughter. I got a phone call or took a call, I should say, from Dr. Gene Getz who's just an incredible speaker and writer and teacher himself. And we were maybe five minutes into the conversation, Brian, where he said, you know, Mina, have you thought about writing about Dr. Howard Hendricks? And and if you know anything about Gene Getz, you got to kind of know how he kind of asks questions, man. Okay. And, and I leaned into the call, Brian, thinking, I'm on my way to the pool I had heard about Howard Hendricks. The Lord had definitely put seeds along the way. I didn't know that then, um, leading up to this project. And I'd heard him only speak one time when I was a kid, mm -hmm. Brian. Okay. And so it was one of those things where I originally said, no, I think I'm good, man. Um, and it wasn't until later that day, I may have ever shared this out loud before, in the middle of a Kroger parking lot, oh. I got the uh, I got another call from Gene Getz, who said, "Hey, can you call his wife, Mrs. Hendricks?" And that led to a yes. Yeah, and so you feel that those were maybe some fingerprints or some breadcrumbs the Lord began to lead you towards this project. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, what I love about how God works is before he calls it something major, usually, Brian, is that he'll lead some 
some breadcrumbs along the way mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he's been preparing us and guiding us to that moment. Sure. Sure. And that's what happened here. Tell us a little bit about him. He, I know he's an academic professor, I believe, at Dallas Theological Seminary, an influential seminary in the country, and uh, well-known in the academic community, respected, his writing, his speaking, his mentoring. When did he pass away? When did he go, go to be with the Lord? And um, he had quite a career there, didn't he? He did. I mean, he passed away in 2013, so we're at the 10-year mark, okay. which I say to everyone, if someone's going to write about you, it probably should be a decade after, just to see the effect of your work. If okay, that makes sure. sense. Yeah. And so it's definitely, definitely lived up to that. Um, he was a professor. Um, he mentored everyone from Andy Stanley to Robert Jeffers to Tony Evans. Hmm. Wow. Um, and, then, and then a lot in between of that. Bruce Wilkerson would be another one. He started multiple ministries from the Ron Blue financial folks to oh. to walk through the Bible to to family life. And so he was a really interesting guy to, to, to try to conjure up and put into 160 pages. Hmm. Man. Wow. Um, you, can, you can imagine that. And by, by the way, he was the chaplain of the worst football team in the country, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be the best America's team. What happened? <laughs> oh my goodness! They used to be right. Yeah. Keywords. Uh, yeah. Li- I think I'm living in the past here, man. We're very hopeful for the Cleveland Browns these days, so we're 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 hoping something good is going to happen here. <laughs> no comment, Brian. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he was influential in some of those major organizations and ministries that were started, like um, Bruce Wilkinson with Walk Through the Bible, and um, he was, and, and and others. So yeah. Yeah. Very interesting figure and just how he saw life in and outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So he's not just stuck in the ivory tower. He's out there. Um... He really was, Brian. And, and, and that's what made him so unique, man, to be honest with you. And I think that's why he mentored well, mm-hmm. to be fair. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes uh, great leadership and great influence many times probably comes out of forged in uh, struggles and challenges that, that may not be seen or may not be known about. But he struggled with yeah. depression. Right. And also, uh, in, in he, did he have some issues in his family life with parenting? You know, it was very interesting. You know, you look at his life. I mean, I think we use this word oftentimes. It was definitely complex, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Brian, on one hand, you've got to understand his background to a large degree, Brian. I mean, he was born and raised in a family that didn't want him. His mom and dad, dad was you know, nowhere to be found really until the latter years of his life. His mom, he, he literally hears his mom talking one day to some friends or and some family. And they basically say, his mom basically says, I never wanted him. It was mm, a mistake. Um, um. And so when he enters parenting, he had never seen it before. Sure. And so it was definitely a struggle. He was a workaholic for sure. Um, even when they were on vacation, he worked mm. and they worked at that. <laughs> that makes sense. He so, could he could not turn it off, could he? And turn it off, man. And so that was that side of him. Getting still, I would say, Brian, all three of his kids are in ministry. One of them actually leads the Howard Hendricks Center. He actually wrote a book with his son, a couple books with his son as well. And so there's that side, Brian, that I definitely want to just mm-hmm. just highlight for, for sure, because it definitely is complex. And then there's also, I mean, he suffered with depression in a time and a place where you couldn't talk about that. Hmm. I mean, thankfully today we can, but you couldn't then, though. You have interfaced with hundreds of people 
in interviews. Um, do you see depression as an issue in, in leadership at some point in their lives? Man, Brian, I'm glad you asked this question. I mean, just just even yesterday in our own neighborhood, you know, I, I would say a pretty decent neighborhood with a lot of, a lot of great homes. I mean, Brian, we had a guy down the street from our home who, you know, I hear all these helicopters and stuff over our, our home and the SWAT team's in front of the house. Oh, my goodness. And he's up in suicide in front of his kids, man. And come to find out he suffered with depression. And so depression's very real. I would say, I'd say, I, I definitely would say about half, if I had to put a number to it, of the leaders who I get the privilege of, of interviewing and being around, suffer with it and deal with it. It's a very real topic, Brian, yet still, but for Howard Hendricks in his day and age, you know, they just didn't talk about it. And in fact, you know, the, the seminary professor tells him, you, you need to go to counseling because he was too excited about evangelism, man. <laughs> and so if you can imagine being told in that day and age that you've got to go to counseling, Brian, I can't even imagine, man. Yeah, I mean, because that's definitely an insult and a slap to the face. Yeah. And so he suffered alone mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, these are really giant examples, but Martin Luther from the Reformation, I think, struggled with depression. Charles Spurgeon. Oh, yeah. It's it's very interesting how these major figures um, have dealt with depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, I think we all need to be encouraged. Our issues could be different. We could we could suffer with some depression. I think it's a spectrum, I guess. But there's other issues, too, you know, that people yeah. deal with. <laughs> and his power is perfected in our weakness. And um, I think we all need to be. But he really focused and stayed with the calling and, and was pressing for the mark, didn't he? And just I bet he's glad right now, you know, that he persevered and um, laid it all out during his lifetime, didn't he? Yeah. And I think that's a true marker of someone who who's a who's a, a mentor and a true marker of someone who wants to lead others to Jesus man to to being a disciple you know he really saw his mission he saw his goal Brian and he stuck to it man mm-hmm. as Andy Stanley and others have told me countlessly you know like like how they have been able to tell people no was by watching him say no, man, to the things that really didn't matter. Mm. And so yeah. the things that, that he felt like God called him to do, mm-hmm. right now, he stuck to those things. Hey, can we pull away for just a moment and then we'll get right back to the balance of this conversation? Are you getting the Kingdom Brew newsletter yet? And if not, may I ask... Why not? It's the only newsletter that um, never gains weight and stays in summer shape all year long. Okay, that's absurd. That's absurd. But I'd really like for you to consider subscribing and being notified when new episodes go live. Plus, we have content in that newsletter that helps us to, uh, we're all seeking to quest and to level up with our Christ following. You can sign up for the e-letter to keep you updated about new things and resourcing from Jesus Smart. What's it all about? It's all about you and me and our world going above and beyond as an apprentice of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. You can check it out at jesussmart.com slash newsletter, jesussmart.com slash newsletter. Even the vice president of leadership at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> Mark Miller, yeah. right, has been influenced by, by Dr. Howard Hendricks. Man, that was an incredible conversation, Brian. You know, Mark was about 10 minutes 
by my house here. And so I, I got the privilege to sit down like on in his house and hear all these amazing stories. And then when Mark was developing, going through the leadership side of things for Chick-fil-A, they had called him in to do, you know, specifically that. In fact, um, you know, he would go and learn from Dr. Howard Hendricks and then vice versa. I mean, Dr. Hendricks would, would actually have Mark come in and teach the class as well. Hmm. Um, the, one, one of the coolest things that Mark told me about the, the whole conversation was great, but one of the cool things he told me was, you know, Mina, he would sit there and listen to me as he was off for that day. He could have gone and done anything else, Brian, okay. to be fair. But he would sit and listen, and in, and, in, and in pure Howard Hendricks context, he would take out notes and start writing stuff. He's man. learning himself, you mean? Learning himself, and he did that for everyone. I love that, yeah. But I did too, Brian, which is amazing. I mean, I think we're learners and we're, you know, we're trying to teach everything we learn, right? I mean, I yeah, love that. Man. I love that motivation, that that attitude. He was not some um, some elite ivory tower. He could have person, was he? He valued people from all walks of life, right? All races, all all situations and contexts of people. He did, Brian. And that, I think that's one of, also one of his trademarks. I think it's a trademark of just a good mentor in of itself. And that you open the door for people. And all throughout Howard's life, you didn't see that just one time. You saw it modeled a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say everyone that I spoke to on this topic and on his life said they they all had, Brian, I would call it a open door experience with Howard. How about that? Mina, what would you say about from God's point of view, we could speculate, I suppose, when he sees somebody who has an open door policy like that? somebody who's willing and available, that that can only, I would think, increase their their sphere of uh, influence. Yeah. You know, Brian, it's interesting. When I'm interviewing leaders, um, and I, I think I've had the, uh, an incredible privilege um, of just sitting down with a lot of great ones, but they all have the same characteristic too, where they are usually very generous, Brian. And this is very interesting to me. Okay, okay. Generosity and how they open doors is usually one of their top five gifts. And and I've been really encouraged to see that in a number of people, Brian. Generosity. But it's one of those things where generosity and open door tends to always rise to the top. How about that? Okay, that's gold right there. That's you could turn the podcast episode off right now, and if you just latch onto that one, that's um. So if we really pursue generosity, really have a giving heart, like God, God so loved that He gave. You know, we could say that God is the ultimate benchmark for generosity, right? Yeah. Um, that in itself opens doors. It's probably magnetic. It probably, from God's point of view, He's probably going to promote you. And bring people to you, right? And increase your influence, I would think. Yeah, I would say so too, Brian. It's interesting how you say it like that. The answer is yes to all of those, man. It's one of those things where, and I think sometimes when people think of generosity, they think of no boundaries either, man, that makes sense. And the truth of the matter is some of the most generous people also have some of the best boundaries too. And I think it's in their boundaries yeah. where their generosity just flourishes. Hmm. Um, and then I would say another word here, Brian, to be fair with you, one of the top five characteristics of people, whether it's Max Licato or, you, or Jimmy Carter, man, or okay. anyone in between there. You know, one of the things that these guys and these women also have is humility, man. You show me someone who is 
who, who has and who is humble. And I'll show you someone who's incredibly curious, Brian. And I'll show you a God that will open up some incredible doors. How about that? Um, and, and I think the three of those go together, Brian, in a lot of ways. Generosity, humility, and what, and what was the third? Curiosity? Generosity, humility, curiosity, because you have to be humble to be curious. Yeah. Um, because you've got to ask questions of people that you wouldn't normally ask, Brian. And I think when when we are following the footsteps of Jesus and those three principles, I think he opens up some incredible doors, Brian. I really do. Even in your family, right? Parenting, grandparenting, nephews, nieces. Even your parenting. And that's where it matters most. Brian. Sure. That's where it starts. It's, that's where it starts. And that's where it ends. It's true. At the end of I the day. Want to die. I don't want to be very morbid here on your show, Brian. <laughs> no, we need to think about that. The full circle of our life. That's where it begins. That's where it ends. Circle, and everything else in life is sort of um, icing on the cake, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah. it really is, man, because the people who you live with and who you've been called to, to lead them in your family, that's where it starts at the, end of, at the beginning of the, of the day, Brian, and at the end of every day. That's where it ends too. Really, man. I, I um, yeah. I think from God's point of view, that's a baseline that He's really, really. It's a high value with Him, and that your leadership, yeah. you know, really your mentorship, your influence, really cannot rise in a pure way to a high, its highest level, its highest design. With without that, it starts with the wife. It starts with children and family. Ab- absolutely, no doubt about it. I love this framework, generosity, humility, curiosity. It's really something to think about, pray about, drill into more. And I can see that love, the love of God is sort of maybe the meta, the meta umbrella over that framework. I I really struggle with people who want to lead and influence, but mm. it's really not coming from a place of love. You know, can you really effectively lead anything? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, uh, I, I think, Brian, one of the things that Dr. Hendricks like just kind of shunned, um, I, I, we didn't name who the person was in the book, and that was on purpose, by the way, but there was a certain guy, he's an influential leader, he admitted to the story where he said to me, Howard knew when it was all about you, Brian. And so <laughs> walks into Dr. Hendricks' office, and, and he's thinking, I'm this new church planner, I'm very successful at what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really good. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know that. And the guy laughs at it because he knows it's a turning point in his personal life, basically. Dr. Howard knows, huh? Yeah. And Dr. Howard like could, could sense it. It was just like, I don't have any time uh, today. There you <laughs> yeah, go. I mean, there you, well, you know, that's, I mean, he had a heightened sensitivity to that. It was high values it with did, him. Right. It did. And it taught that leader who is an influential leader to today and is very well known. It taught him a very valuable lesson. <laughs> That was a that was a form of reproof, right? A, a form it of was, cor- it correction. Really was. I mean, crack me up as he was telling me the story. You got to know this guy, um, and he'd be okay with me saying his name, but I'm going to choose not to. But it's one of those things where it had both of us laughing. Man. Oh wow, that's that's wow, that's that's a great learning moment. So, Very much so. yeah. Uh, if you could in- maybe encapsulate what would like his recipe for mentoring, uh, what would his recipe look like? And, you know, how can we practically express that? Yeah. I mean, he, he loved Jesus. Uh, Brian. So, you know, I think some people say it, Howard really meant it. Brian. And so he really wanted to live that out in the people who he was mentoring. And what I love about mentoring is this, it doesn't matter whether you're a truck driver or whether you're a pastor, man. 
It's anyone and everyone has been called to do it if they're a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Howard lived up to the Titus principle and that he was going to be available no matter what. And he would start each day off mentoring Brian. And so he had these things called discipleship groups that would take place at 545 every morning while he was teaching. And so before he even started his day off, he was doing that. And then I think, Brian, one of the things he was great at, he was great at leaning in and listening to people. And so it's one of those things where if he felt like, you know what, I want to give advice at a certain point, mm-hmm. he would get it all out first, Brian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and then it would be, okay, hey, here's some advice here, man. Okay, um, great but he would literally go, let me lean in first and listen and then give advice. Yeah, it really it really values the protege, doesn't it, when you have great listening? It does. Man. See, see I, I, I've, I've known of him from afar. I've seen his books. I probably have read some of his stuff. You don't know the personal. You're, the brilliance of your book here is you're bringing out the personal value system of, of Dr. Howard Hendricks and his life. And what about those who don't have a mentor? Do uh, you have any advice on finding a capable mentor? I do, Brian. I really do think you've got to look around you, man. I think oftentimes we look for the best and the greatest and all that kind of good stuff. And I think oftentimes the Lord is, is literally going, they're all around you. I mean, it really could be your next door neighbor. It really could be that Sunday school teacher who, who you've been seeing for years. Look for someone who has been faithful in their own personal lives toward Jesus, man. Yeah. That's what you go for. Yeah. And oftentimes we're going for the star. We're going for someone who is sure. well-known. And I'm not against that. But the greatest mentors are those who live and work and play among us. There right? you go. There you go. Wow. So the book is called The Influential Mentor, The Life and Legacy of Howard Hendricks, How He Equipped and Inspired a Generation of Leaders. Again, through all of your hundreds of interviews, you noticed a trend surfacing with many, right? They were influenced by him and you saw the pattern and you've, you've highlighted the pattern now. I love this. And it's a it's a it's a teaching uh, it's a teaching pattern, isn't it? It really is. And I, you know, once again, I mean, it's I'm in the afterglow to use your word there, Brian, um, of this. But I really do think that we've been called to mentor well. Too. We've been called to lead the next generation, right? And I, I think it's one of the things that is literally crippling us in the body of Christ. To be honest with you, mm. it's so caught up in the programs and the things of doing. That we can forget the next generation is right behind us, Brian. They need to be following Jesus as well. But the greatest indicator of, of a child or a young adult following Jesus is having people in their lives who are mentoring them and who are discipling and developing. And does it not create a ripple effect? I mean, you will affect their marriage, their children. It does. Brian, it? so does. Their work. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a compounding effect. Thank you so much. I hope this book is doing well. I hope it gets a great readership. When was it released? June? It was released June 6th, man. And so it okay. was a, had a great release here for the last month. Good. But Ryan, my, my prayer is that people will pick it up and not just look at the life of Howard Hendricks, but literally go, okay, what can God do through me? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the that's the big takeaway. W- would you just mind a 30-second prayer, Mina? Would you pray over us concerning these themes? Yeah. 
oil. Father God, thank you for Brian. Thank you for his wife and his kids, Lord. God, I pray a prayer of an incredible blessing over to everyone who's listening to this, Lord. The cool thing about you is this, is that Brian and I may not know who they are, but you do. And that matters more than anything else, Lord. So you know how to move and how to work in their lives. And we're going to trust you in that. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We agree. Thank you, Mina. Great to get to know you and have a great wow, day. Fun. A great day, a great summer. And I just uh, pray God speed on you, everything you're doing, okay? You got This was fun, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Mina Mora, for bringing this book to us and to the larger body of Christ and for the inspiring dialogue in this episode. The book is The Influential Mentor, How the Life and Legacy of Howard Hendricks Equipped and Inspired a Generation of Leaders. Take a look at Mina's uh, website, minaspeaks.com. That's M-A-I-N-A speaks.com to look at his work and to learn more about Mina. Again, the show notes page for this episode is jesussmart.com slash 284 to take things further. And you'll see more information there too about Mina and links to explore his work as well as take this theme deeper. We all need motivation to really seek out a mentor and to become a better mentor. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.